This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays, 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Once we move into an era of 5G networks and uh, assorted technology, how does that uh, affect our perception of the risk posed by cyber espionage, and in particular, Chinese cyber espionage? Recognizing uh, China's patterns uh, on this issue, uh, but the fact that uh, technology companies from China are indeed making inroads in countries like Canada, notably uh, Huawei, uh, and to some extent, uh, ZTE. Uh, a new piece from the McDonald Laurier Institute uh, warns that we need to take a closer look at these issues. Now, how concerned should we be? Joining us uh, to talk more about this is the author of the report. Uh, Michael Schuberidge is director of the Defense and Strategy Program with the Australian Strategic Policy Institute. Uh, Michael, great to talk to you. Thanks for joining us here. Thanks very much, Rob. It's a pleasure to talk to you. Well, I suppose, uh, you know, these questions that Canada are facing, very much the same questions that uh, Australia is facing, indeed the uh, five nations that make up the Five Eyes intelligence community, all facing these questions. Well, I think you're right. I mean, I wouldn't uh, pretend to understand all of the internal Canadian considerations and factors, but Mm -hmm. uh, 5G as a technology and the consequences of that for Australia and, and I think the Five Eyes intelligence community is certainly, um, it's got a set of very parallel um, issues and considerations. And I thought it was good to bring them out for a Canadian audience. Well, let's talk about why, why this is relevant. Because when it comes to, to these 5G networks, uh, Huawei, uh, Huawei, for example, uh, they've got, as the paper describes, an end-to-end approach. They've got the hardware, the software, the operational support. And so it's very tempting to look to them as, as a solution here. Well, it is, but I suppose I'd start by saying 5G is not like the old 4G network. And if people are, if people are thinking, well, what's the fuss? You know, this is just a faster, better version of 4G, which powers my phone at the moment. Mm-hmm. 5G is a whole different thing. It's, it's like the nervous system for that thing that's, that's been like a, a chimera, the Internet of Things. So instead of just connecting people's smartphones and other mobile devices... It's going to connect billions of internet-connected devices from uh, power station control systems to future driverless cars to uh, supermarkets' logistics systems to hospitals' operating systems. All of those things will run over this new backbone that is the 5G network. So the consequences of getting this wrong are much bigger than the consequences around the old 4G network. Right. So what are the risks then that, that, that having a company like Huawei involved potentially poses? Well, the thing about an end-to-end 5G network, all in proprietary hands, is you're very dependent on that particular big company uh, for the software, for the hardware, for the optimization of it, and for the patching of any vulnerabilities. 
And uh, the issue with Huawei is it's a Chinese tech giant, and unlike other countries, uh, the Chinese state has very strong laws about cooperation with its intelligence agencies and with its government, and it also has party control, party boards operating, Communist Party boards operating in all these big companies, Huawei included. So the amount of reach in to that company uh, as a Chinese tech giant by the Chinese state is quite different to the rest of the world. So when we refer to these uh, high-risk vendors, uh, does that suggest then that, that it would be safer to just exclude them from the process? Or, or are there steps that we can take to, to guard against these cyber espionage risks? Well, um, the Australian government's decision uh, back in August was uh, based on advice from the head of the, uh, the, gov- the, the Australian equivalent of Canada's CSE, our Australian Signals Directorate. And uh, Mike Burgess said that there was no way of managing the risks for high, uh, managing the risks of high-risk vendors uh, that have this kind of government reach-in and control, and therefore they had to be excluded as providers uh, of our 5G systems, software, and networks. But uh, there's a UK experience at the moment which has tried to manage the risks. So BT uh, partnered with Huawei years ago and the UK government in 2011 set up a Huawei evaluation centre and they've put out annual reports since that time and the annual reports have just shown increasing risk. In fact, the the latest uh, report by that UK um, evaluation body says that the medium-term risks are... um, There are further medium-term risks associated with shifts in technology like virtualization instead of hardware having virtual hardware and edge computing architectures like 5g and they're signaling that they don't think they can manage those risks with their evaluation system that they have so i think the alternative of of getting a high risk vendor into the 5g network as a provider and then trying to manage the risks of their systems the uk experience seems to be saying that's just not sustainable Right. So we're talking about, you know, a decision, a significant decision like setting up a 5G network. I suppose it doesn't have to mean then we exclude these companies altogether. I mean, Huawei phones, uh, for example, are widely available in Canada. This isn't to suggest that uh, necessarily they'd be shuttered altogether. But for something as fundamental as constructing a 5G network, perhaps it's, it's safer to exclude them. Well, that's right, because 5G, you know, as I was saying, if it's going to connect billions of um, devices across factories, government, um, in cities, and it's really going to be the communications um, backbone or um, nervous system of, of the country. So for Australia, our, uh, the head of our signals directorate said um, 5G um, will be at the top of every country's list of critical national infrastructure. So when you look at what's critical to protect and get right, 5G is at the top of that list because it connects so many other things. doesn't mean you couldn't have someone with a Huawei phone um, accessing that 5G network, but as far as all the systems and software and hardware in that 5G network, the Australian government has excluded high-risk vendors, and that means both the Chinese tech giants, Huawei and ZTE. Was there any kind of followed then in terms of uh, Australia-China relations following that decision? No. In fact, uh, there were some pretty low-key um, Chinese government uh, media statements 
there was one from, uh, I think it was in the Beijing Times, and it said, look, uh, we're really disappointed because this means Australian consumers are going to pay more for 5G services. And it was interesting to hear a, a, a Communist Party media outlet uh, yeah. worried about <laughs> pricing for consumers. Um, but apart from that, the iron ore and uh, coal and gas sales to China have continued. Uh, tourist numbers have continued, and large numbers of Chinese students in our universities have continued. And that's really because uh, that's in both countries' interests, and it's in, certainly in the interests of the Chinese economy to get competitively priced goods and services, and that's what they buy from Australia. Very interesting. Well, some important issues to consider. People can read this uh, paper. It's up at mcdonaldlaurier.ca. Michael, thank you so much for joining us here today. Really appreciate this. No trouble, Rob. Thanks for the call, and thank you for the questions. All right. All the best. Take care. Uh, that is Michael Shoebridge uh, joining us uh, all the way from Australia. He's director of the Defense and Strategy Program for the Australian Strategic Policy Institute. Who would it be? I think early morning? Tuesday in Australia, if I'm not mistaken. Anyway, we appreciate him joining us. Again, you can read his paper up at mcdonaldlaurier.ca. So the point of it is to say when it comes to something as fundamental as setting up a 5G network, you need to approach it with a great deal of caution. Huawei has the, the hardware, the software, the operational support. But there's some concerns, some risks that come along with that. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.